Welcome to the Hand in Hand Parent Club podcast. I'm Emily Murray, a Hand in Hand instructor and a mom of two. I'm Kathy Gordon, a single adoptive mom of a now young adult son, a Hand in Hand instructor. And we're both moderators of Hand in Hand's awesome membership program, The Parent Club. Every week we'll be answering a parenting question. You'll hear about Hand in Hand Parenting's powerful, respectful parenting tools. We'll share how they help you work with your child's feelings, especially when their behavior gets harder confusing. You can feel good about using these tools. They've brought warmth and connection to our own families and to many thousands of families around the world who are using the hand-in-hand approach. That's why Hand in Hand and the Parent Club exist. We're here to support you and your family so you have more good, sweet, fun times together. Hey there, parents. Welcome back. Last week, we talked about not taking the bait. So... If I'm not going to take the bait, then how do I even know when to set a limit? That's our question this week. How do I know when to set a limit? What is this about? And how do I get to what's really going on? So the hand-in-hand approach has a unique way of of looking at these situations. Um, If you can imagine in your mind, we're just going to pause a moment of tension that's happening and we're going to look at it from lots of different angles for just a moment and this might sound like a lot and 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 it is but the more you practice this approach of listen limit listen the easier it gets and the quicker you can be at kind of assessing what's going on in the first place so This first step of setting limits in the hand-in-hand approach is to listen. And we're we're listening on lots of levels and lots of different, um, and looking through lots of different lenses as as we're listening. So in that first step of listening, we're kind of looking at the whole context of what's going on, what just happened um, for our child, what might be going on for them. Uh, but we're also looking toward ourselves and and our response or our reaction to what's happening. So in this first part of the listen, limit, listen, setting limits approach, um, you do that mental pause um, for, and you just quickly assess and you check in. You, you, you might ask yourself, do I need to know more about what's happening? Um, a famous phrase uh, that I learned in my daughter's preschool was, what's your plan? <laughs> As a child was walking by with like paint and papers and sticks, my initial reaction might be like, whoa, what's going on here? I see danger everywhere. But when I just simply ask the question in a curious way, you know, what's your plan? Uh, the, the whole dynamic changes because I'm inviting them to show me, um, you know, are they off track and, in an, and kind of in an angry way, like they're going after somebody with all those supplies or, or do they have kind of their big scheme, which children often do. Um, and then they can tell me their plan and I can decide, oh, do I need some safety parameters here? Or do we need a drop cloth? Um, but I can, I can work with them in their plan or notice that they are off track and give them an opportunity to offload some of that anger or frustration that that they might be feeling that's kind of driving that um, that forward momentum into whatever it was they were going to do. Um, And, you know, sometimes um, 
children really just do need a little bit more information. So if I set a limit without a whole lot of context and I say, no, I can't let you do that right now. And they say, but why? You can kind of use your, your internal radar to, to get a sense of, do they really just need to know why? And a little explanation will meet that need. Um, or is this gonna evolve into 18 more but whys? So you can experiment. Try an initial response to their, but why? And you say, oh, I can't let you have a snack right now because we're gonna have dinner in about 20 minutes. And I, I know you're hungry, but I need you to just wait. You know, here's one of the green beans I'm cooking. And that might diffuse the situation. Um, and it might not, but you've just given that first listen a really good check-in by saying, do they need more information? Do they need a little connection? Um, do I need to step back and check my own reaction to this situation? So it's a this is like a lifelong practice that you can do from here on out is, is experimenting in that first step of the listen, limit, listen process. Yeah, this is really, um, as you said, very unique to Hand in Hand. We've been talking about um, how to bring the limit and then how to listen to the feelings. But we really wanted this week to focus on this first listen of our listen, limit, listen, where we do check in with ourselves, where we check in with the situation. There was one time my son was, I would say, I was going to guess, I'd say he was about four. And um, it was, I needed to go to work. And so I needed to take him to daycare. I'm a single parent. And, um, it, you know, he started to protest. And my mind started to sort of future trip that like, oh, no, oh, no, he's gonna, this is gonna be a big, you know, uh, a to do trying to get him into the car. Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna be late to work. Uh, own, uh, you know, uh, oh my goodness, you know, I'm going to get fired. I mean, just, you know, I really started to panic a little bit. And I took that pause, like Emily's talking about, where I took a breath, probably put my hand on my chest, which often helps me stay in my body. And I just asked him, like, well, you know, sweetie, what do you want to do? And it turned out that all he wanted to do was um, arranged some rocks that he had been playing with. And um, once he had finished, you know, just took a few minutes to arrange those rocks. And, and, uh, um, and then he, you know, I said, okay, time to go. Mom's got to go to work. And, and then we, you know, got in the car. So just taking that pause of, you know, assessing the situation and checking in with him and seeing what kind of what he needed, not to appease him, but really just to see what was going on with him. Um, it, it, you know, it's it, also super respectful of his work. Like his thought process and his project wasn't complete. And just by pausing and letting him complete it, that's really all he needed. Yes. And, you know, it's just sort of that idea of like jumping to the, to the idea that this is a problem versus, you know, this is a plan, you know, he had a plan and it was only a problem in my mind. But when I took that moment to listen to me, to listen to him, 
um, it turned out that we could move through it as a plan. And, and still, I mean, there was absolutely the limit of time to go, um, but he, because he, I listened to him uh, sort of in the beginning, the first listen, then there wasn't a lot of feelings to listen to uh, when I did bring the limit of time to go, sweetie. You bring up an important point there that um, in that first listen, sometimes we figure out, actually, I really don't have the capacity to be playful right now. Or no, we're already 10 minutes late and I have a meeting I have to get to. And so in those moments, we we can decide, nope, we, we really just have to set the limit. No, I can't be um, patient for this. Um, we need a workaround um, or we need a distraction or, you know, workarounds and distractions aren't hand in hand parenting tools, but they're, you know, life tools that parents sometimes have to use just to get through the day. Um, so just know that your needs and your perspective are also very important. Um, and sometimes you do have that bigger picture uh, available to you that they don't necessarily have. Um, but it's that first check-in that gives us that information of, Mm, nope, actually, I can't, I can't, can't work with your plan right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, the point we're trying to make is that when you take that pause and you do that first listen, that you can see that you have different options. You know, mm. do I have the time to let him arrange his rocks or do I need to kind of warmly scoop him up and listen to his feelings as we're moving to the car? Um, do I need a little bit of a worky work around of like, oh, hop on my back, come on, piggyback ride, wild piggyback ride to the car, you know. Bring your one special rock with you. I'll keep it <laughs> yes. safe. <laughs> yes. No. So, but that that stopping and 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 pausing, um, it you know, really does uh give us a, a moment to be creative about, you know, is a limit needed? Do I, uh, how do I want to bring the limit? Do I want to bring a warm, firm no? Do I want to be, be playful about bringing the limit? And one other thing that we, we, we want to um, make sure that you get in this uh, idea is that when you do decide to do a workaround or a distraction, um, just know that if there are feelings there, you might be delaying the inevitable. Um, and that's okay, you know? So it's it's okay to, to um, you know, kind of, okay, we're gonna get out, we're gonna leave the park, and then I'll listen to feelings when we get home. Um, you, you know, that's that's okay to, to make that decision. Um, but when the, the one area too that we want to caution you around this, and I know we're kind of throwing a lot at you with this first listen, is that um, sometimes uh, we can the, we can get into a little trap of like, oh well, if I just um, give them this one thing. So it can often happen at bedtime where you know they 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 ask for a, a, a one more book. And then it's another drink, it's just one more drink of water. And then, oh, I'm hungry, I need a snack. Or, oh, I need that, I need my um, my stuffed animals right over here lined up. And it's so- It's like a pinball machine. Yes, yes, that they, um, you know, they keep asking for one thing after another. And this is not what, what, what I was talking about originally, where I just let my son arrange his or rocks for that one time. If it had been the rocks 
And then now I get a, you know, now I have to go get this special toy and then I have to, and now I'm cold or I'm hot, you know, that would have been like, now I'm turning myself into a pretzel. Um, and so what we want to tell you is that goes along with this first listen is bringing a limit early, bring it early. And you may even have to bring it often. Um, if, you know, your child seems to be ping-ponging from one, trying to distract themselves to another, you know, where they're trying to avoid their feelings. So that's the other part of this first listen is, oh, okay, I've fulfilled one request. Now I'm going to bring a limit. And so I'm going to bring the limit early um, because otherwise uh, I might get into what I call, what we call patient, 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 patient. Okay, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. And then I lose it because now it's been 25 requests and we're, and, and, you know, we, I've been trying to get you to bed for an hour. So we call that patient, patient, boom. And so again, with this first check-in, if you bring the limit early, you can avoid the patient, patient, boom. So, um, the so back to the big picture of the hand in hand approach with setting limits is listen limit listen and we've just given you a whole lot of information about that first listen um, but don't get discouraged it it's a lot of thinking and it's a lot of um, really being curious and looking from lots of angles but one of the wonderful things we have at hand in hand is also lots of support because you you can't really do this first listen well unless you have a place to go to kind of bounce off ideas and and think out loud about how else could I have handled that if something went well or something went badly um, what were my other options you know we can look back and learn from our experiences um, so um, our our one small thing this week is check in with yourself first when you notice you think a limit might need to be set and don't be afraid to set those limits early and often because sometimes those little early limits over something that feels totally unrelated or tiny allows all the feelings about all the things to pour out because it's so insignificant they can kind of pin all of their feelings on it so is a limit even needed um is do i have the capacity to listen because um, your needs matter too. And how might I, um, how might I meet them with connection in this moment of, of emotional um, turmoil? So check in with yourself first and practice that first listen this week. And then next week, next episode, we're going to be talking more about this bringing limits early and bringing little limits uh, on something that you might think is that, that, you could uh, appease them, but we're going to talk uh, next time about bringing little limits. So like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Hand in Hand Parent Club podcast. Please like and subscribe to hear more. And to connect with us between these episodes, come on over to handinhandparenting.org to join the Parent Club, where you can get coaching, classes, and live support. Come join our vibrant community of parents in the Parent Club who are committed to getting the support they need to be the parents they want to become. We'd be honored to support you too. This podcast and the Parent Club are part of Hand in Hand Parenting, a nonprofit organization that supports parents all over the world. 
We are here for you when parenting gets hard.